Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. I'm Paul Hahn, and I'll be your host for today. This month, Murray has been taking us through the secret of the throne of grace, in which Murray says is the reminder that God's love for us is so great that he sent his son to die for our sins on the cross. And it is through the blood of Christ that we receive the liberty and freedom to enter into the holiest place and ask and receive abundant grace. Today we'll be looking at the reading from July 7th called The Lamb and the Spirit. The verse of the day is from Revelation 5-6, which says, Then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. We see in this verse part of a heavenly scene with the lamb that was slain in the center of the throne room, surrounded by angels, elders, and other heavenly beings. Now, if you're like me growing up in the church, I'm not going to lie, there was a little bit of fear surrounding the book of Revelation. It was spooky to me as a kid. And while it's less spooky for me as an adult, it can still feel confusing as there's language with rich imagery and prophecy and even figurative language. And so now I'm not an end time scholar or expert, so I don't want to get into all of the imagery in this scene. But I do want to point out a couple of things that are clear. First is we can see that the lamb that appears to be slain would have represented a perfect sinless, atoning sacrifice. And it's also shown as standing. It's alive. So this lamb has not only conquered sin, it has conquered death. And we as God's people know that Jesus is this lamb, the lamb of God, the once and all sufficient atoning sacrifice who accomplished redemption and victory for us through his finished work on the cross and resurrection from the grave. And finally, the lamb is at the center. The throne room has one object of all affection, one worthy of our focus and attention, one who rightfully deserves all the worship, honor, and praise, the one who conquered sin and death, Jesus. Murray says that from the text, we also see how the lamb has the fullness of the spirit And with that, the unlimited power to pour out the Holy Spirit in full measure on whomever he chooses. This means that the Lamb can fill us with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that gives us the strength, faith, and power to follow Jesus and to have fellowship with God. Murray says that this also means that it's only through this outpouring of the Spirit that we are able to understand the glory of the Lamb, be filled with his love, and stand firm in our faith. So that begs the question, does the Lamb hold a place of honor in our lives, in your heart? Do you, do we, submit all that we have to him and his service? And do we treasure the fact that we are invited into the throne room of the lamb under whose feet God has put all things? I think for me, I need to remind myself of the exalted reality of Christ. You see, 
I was raised in the Korean immigrant church, and like any formative experience, there were, of course, painful things, but there was also a lot of beauty and foundational truths about God and the church that were instilled in me as I was growing up. And one of those things is the majesty and grandness of God. You see, in Korean culture, Someone even a month older than me could demand respect just due to the fact that they were quote-unquote older um, in line with the Confucian influences of Korea. And so all of my life fell into this kind of social order with, you know, grandparents and their generation at the top, and then it's our parents and their generation, and then our older siblings, and then, of course, way at the bottom was me. Um, There was a pecking order that you might say. And so I was used to ranking all of these people in my life, but that also meant that I knew where God stood, where where he was ranked in all of that, and he was way above anything else. We knew that God deserved a holy fear, an awe, and a reverence. And so when I came to a different cultural church context, one of the beautiful things that I got to witness and experience was a closeness of God that we could actually call him friend because of Jesus's work on the cross. The veil has been torn. There was something so freeing about this intimate view of a relationship with God. But I still need to remind myself of that dual nature of God that he is both incarnational and transcendent, that he is relational, but also to be revered. He is the lamb that in all humility was slain, but he is also the lamb seated on the throne at the right hand of God. And so as you, as we are reminded of the reality of the lamb's place on the heavenly throne today, I pray that you are reminded of his authority and power including the authority and power with which he sends us out into the world, but also the privilege and the inheritance that we have as his beloved children to be able to approach the throne of grace in freedom and love. So let's pray this prayer together today. Thank you, Lord, that you include me in your plan for the world. To you, who sit on the throne and the Lamb belong the praise and honor and glory and power. Amen. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate, review, and share the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.